Mandy Yakich from Creative Matters, and you're listening to Creative Matters On Air, where I have conversations with new and established artists from around New Zealand. I love to listen to artists' stories and learn about their creative process, and maybe you do too, which is why I've made this podcast, to inspire, inform and educate. I hope you can take away something positive and encouraging from each of these amazing stories to help you on your own creative journey. Hi, and welcome to Creative Matters, episode 16. Thank you so much for listening. Today I'm talking to painter Amber M. Amber is a full-time award-winning artist from the northwest of Auckland, New Zealand, currently painting stunning photorealistic floral paintings. Amber took up painting in 1990 purely for pleasure, and with only five years of painting, she had become a professional artist. In 1998, positive feedback from a painting demonstration encouraged her to also start teaching. Amber's main inspiration for her paintings has been boats, the New Zealand seaside, and the coastal fauna and flora of New Zealand. Since 2009, she has turned her attention to the garden, and she's rediscovered a passion to recreate the pockets of beauty which are in our own backyards. She loves contrast and detail, and by eliminating the background and surrounding areas, she finds she can achieve the desired focus she wants you to notice. You can see her work on her blog, which is on our website creativematters.co.nz, and you can check out her website amberm-art.com. Hey, and welcome to Creative Matters on Air, Amber. Hi, Mandy. How are you? I'm good, thank mm-hmm. you. It's so nice to see you. Very, very pleasant to be here. It's quite a cold morning, but gorgeous. Gorgeous. Stunning view. Yeah. Fantastic. So um, just before we get started, what have you been up to this week? Uh, this week has been a little bit hectic. I um, have just building up for an exhibition in July at Eden Park. Uh, and so I'm frantically trying to do my last piece, which doesn't just happen overnight, unfortunately. Mm. And uh, so just doing that. And then, of course, Wednesdays I teach. And today I was racing into town to pick up more flowers that I'd ordered um, for another commission. So, yeah, been a busy. bit busy. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. We're both feeling a bit like that at the moment. <laughs> yeah, some weeks get like that, don't they? Yep. So... Um, just before we start, too, it might also be nice for you just to very briefly, sort of in your own words, describe your practice before we get started mm-hmm. for people who don't know your work, mm-hmm. and then we can go right back to the beginning. Okay. Um, my work is re- realistic. It's not, I wouldn't call it photorealism, but most people do. Um, <clears throat> and I'm very into contrast. I like strong contrast. And I suppose it's pretty much how I am personality-wise as well. I'm very upfront, like I I say what it, I think. And, um, yeah, I work from a little tiny studio in Whanua Pai and I only have two galleries that I deal with. Mm. And, um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty much yeah. most of my life, really. It's Yeah. Yeah, I've been very lucky to be able to follow it. Um, you know, yeah, my husband's luck, been luck, very supportive. Luck and talent, I'd say, <laughs> mm. had something to do with it. Mm. So it's mostly flowers that you're working on now. At the moment, it is totally flowers. It's all flowers, yes. Yeah. Mm. Wonderful. Well, we can um, unpack all of that as we go. <laughs> so I'm um, just going back to the beginning. Can you tell us where you were born and what kind of childhood you had? Um, crikey, I was born in Auckland um, to mom, obviously my mum and dad, and they but they got divorced a year after I was born. Uh-huh. And um, then I, we were with my stepfather and mother, and we moved all over New Zealand. And I suppose I, I sort of did arty things to escape that. Um, how do I put it without being rude? Sort of domestic issues. Mm. And so I sort of would go and draw, or you know, find some clay and make something out of clay, or whatever, just as an escape. And there we lived all, you know, South Island, North Island. And when I was nine, we were living in Russell, the Bay of Islands, and we left in a hurry and uh, went and lived with my uncle for a while with his four boys. And, you know, I've been in Auckland ever since then. And 
yeah, I've I've always gravitated to art or craft just as a it was my space. I mm. could, you know, yeah, and, uh, which is pretty common for mm. people, isn't it? And was it something that you were seeing within your family, or was it more just your little escape? Uh, no, more my my escape. Yeah, my happy place, mm. and it still is my happy place. Yeah. The world could go to, you know, hell in a handbag and I wouldn't know. <laughs> I'm in my room. Um, yes, and I mean, I didn't ever think I would have an, a, a, a job doing it. I didn't think that was mm. possible. Um, yeah, so. That's it great, isn't it? That mm. It's all worked out that way. Very lucky, the very dream. lucky. Yeah, yeah. dream and position to be in. So you had that... Um, you know, creative space that you created for yourself, I guess, since through your childhood. How did you go when you came to high school? <laughs> um, high school was really, really cool project covers and not much behind them. I was not very good at school. I'm hopeless at reading and spelling. And uh, I enjoy maths, but I sort of thought, oh, what am I going to do? I'll probably be an accountant or something like that. And used to just fall asleep in class. I hated it. Um, I couldn't do school C art on my fifth form year because of my options that I'd done. So I ended up doing school art in my sixth form year. <clears throat> and that was sort of pretty much it. I was I was hooked just because it was a another escapism really. Mm. And uh, But I only got a C in my, my portfolio, which I was devastated because all year I'd been getting like 18, 19 out of 20 and just blew my mind that I got a C. Mm. And, but on the – when I was back at school, we had a um, school notices for jobs in the area, and there was one that came up for a sign writing apprenticeship, and I just thought, oh well, sort of arty, I suppose I could try out for it, and so that's where the sort of I went from there. I got managed to get the apprenticeship. Oh wow, straight from school, straight from school. Yeah, and so that was sign writing was a big thing in those days. It was a real yes, art, no wasn't computers it? in those days. No. So when was that? Eighties. Yep. Yeah, um, I have no idea what year it was. Yeah, I would have been then. Um, so there were no like there was only one other female in New Zealand doing sign writing at that stage, and it was a very male dominated trade because you're lifting ladders and out on sites. And so I had a, there was quite a bit of um, resistance from the old guys, but you know you worked through it. And I worked for a company that were quite sort of maverick. They wanted to start up a, a apprentice school, which was again, you know, there was the whole sign writing association and all that, and um, so they took on three of us at the same time, which with one tradesman, so it didn't wasn't actually how it should be, and we sort of worked away. It was two, I was with two other guys, and I it was great fun, but I ended up being stuck in a spray booth paint spray painting, which I hated, and used to come home and just be miserable, and, and Mum sort of said, you know. You've got to keep going. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do this. This is horrible. And I managed to get a transfer of my apprenticeship to another company, which was fantastic. That, ah. that changed it completely because yeah. I was just one-on-one with a guy and he was absolutely fantastic and just taught me so much. And that's pretty much where my brush schools come from mm. you know, in those days. You know. yeah. yeah. So what what kind of things were you learning apart from the brush? Gold leaf work, um, yeah. you know, br- yeah, brush skills definitely, and how to mix colours, seeing colours. Um, and eye to detail copying, you know, because you're doing, you know, people's logos. You have to be observant, yeah, and that. So, and how to set things out, you know, and obviously everything is time is money. So you're on a, you know, on a schedule. So that sort of gave me quite a good grounding. Mm, that's yeah. really good training, isn't yeah. it, for all all parts of your career? Mm, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, and um, and then I had my children. And so I got pregnant and um, my husband and I decided that one of us was going to stay home with the children. And uh, we, it was obviously going to be me because <laughs> I was there. And I just started, go, I was going nuts and being stuck at home. So I started, that's when I started painting just for myself. Mm. And I was just doing watercolours at that stage. Um, and my dad had sort of, he, I'd, I only saw my dad very seldom and he did watercolours and so he just showed me a couple of, you know, little things and then I was on my own. I went and did one course with, oh, I can't remember the guy's name and that was really cool, that just small clues, you know, Mm. and that's the thing, it's just those little, every teacher you have will give you something. Yeah. And um, so I did those and I'd been tottering around at home just between 
you know, running around kids and that. And I sort of said to my husband, you know, I'd be really cool to have an exhibition, you know, just sort of as you do. And I obviously said it too many times because he booked the local hall and said, you're you're booked in to have an exhibition in a month's time. And I'm like, what? Oh, wow. And by then, did you have a little collection of work? I I did, but I not with the intention of selling them <laughs> or anything. So it was suddenly a man panic. And I had a very good friend, Jenny Maxwell, who was a potter, who I'd become, I'd sort of adopted her as my, you know, surrogate mum. Mm. And I used to go around to see her and her husband did picture framing. So she and I had this exhibition together. And um, so she had her pottery in the local hall just to, she was like, you know, holding my hand virtually. Mm, was, that's so lovely. And I did, I had 15 watercolour paintings and I sold 11 over the weekend. Oh, wow. And I was just absolutely, I'd never sold anything before. I was absolutely blown away. And um, that was sort of, yeah. That was the beginning. Definitely the beginning of yeah, it. Yeah, isn't that amazing to get mm. that kind of encouragement? I was really, very, yeah, yeah. Jenny was amazing, mm. very, very supportive. Yeah, and your husband and just oh, helping yeah. you. Do you think you would have done it if he no. hadn't? No, not at all. No, yeah. I would have just carried on plundering along. Yeah. Um, How great. And yeah. what, what was the, the sort of theme? Oh, the subject was the all subject. around local local Pai subjects. Like I did planes, and the wharf, you know, the old letterboxes around the area. Very sort of – and I think that's what made people buy them because they recognised them. They meant yeah. something. You know, yeah, it was very connected. connectable. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. Mm. So after that sort of very successful moment and, you know, feeling encouraged like that, where did you go from there? I pretty much just <laughs> was in awe of it all. I was quite shocked. So I, And I really didn't do too much with it after that. I, like I, I did a couple, you know, each year I did an exhibition in the hall and it became a, a, an expected thing. Um, but I was, st- I was still stuck at home with children. But and then I was invited to do a demonstration at the local Whanuapai fire station. It was like an art group. And that sort of went really well. And they sort of said, oh, you should teach. And I was like, <laughs> me, a teacher? Ha ha. I hated teachers. Like I hated school sort of thing. Yeah. So it was interesting, you know, how, how do you go about teaching if you've never taught before? Mm. And one of the ladies at the thing sort of, sort of gave me a, a few ideas on how to go. And then I sort of started. So I just did like once a week class there and that turned out really really well and what were you teaching there just watercolors and it was sort of just yeah I was I just go around each person and help them with what they were doing Mm. I think like at the beginning I did like one picture and we all did it and then after that I sort of started thinking oh that's a bit crazy not everybody wants to paint what I paint you know Mm. what what was painted so uh yeah so that was a really um Interesting and really um, informative for me because I ended up learning that I knew a lot more than I thought I did, mm. which was cool and built my confidence for that, you know, with that. Yeah. Uh, and that was just learning from going to the class and then just doing lots and lots, lots of, of practice. Painting. Yeah, lots of painting. Yeah. And I suppose, yeah, it just came to me. I mean, I mean, it sounds stupid, it came to me, but it's sort of, I think it's just came instinctive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then one of the mums at the school, oh, it wasn't tall college when the kids were in college um she her children went to Carmel College and she asked me to exhibit at the Carmel College schools Mm -hmm. so I did that and one oh did that happen no no I'm wrong there no I'll take that back (laughs) (laughs) my my auntie she was a a rep for a company and she was up north and um a guy from Dargaville, she knew him, and he owned a gallery in Dargaville. And so he got in touch with me, and he really liked my style. And so I, that was my first gallery that I got into. Mm. And so I was with him for a little while, and I just I drove up to Dargaville and did the same thing. I took hundreds of photos of the area because that had worked, mm. um, and just did the lighthouse and all that. And through all that, I found out that my great-grandfather used to live up there, which I hadn't known, mm, which wow. is quite cool. That's great. Um, That's actually a really good concept, isn't it, to take what worked the first time and, and develop that and you know mm. change it to sort of suit the area that, that you're working in. Mm. That's really smart. <laughs> well, more, more fluke than anything. But, uh, yeah, so that was it was actually really nice. And I had a lovely relationship with Ted up there. It was very 
you know, it was a good gallery, um, but it's a long way from anywhere and it was very, very seasonal. Mm. But sort of started to get my name out there. And then I did this, I started the school exhibitions. And from that, I had galleries approaching me from there. And that sort of moved me on. And I've had quite a few galleries over the time, but it's, I find it very hard. Like at the beginning, I really sort of, not resented them, but I struggled with the whole concept of it because they took such a big commission and Mm. I was just like, this is crazy. Mm. And did they tell you what they wanted? The commission or, yeah. yeah, The gallery. Yeah, that's all straight up at the beginning. But it's still hard to sort of get your head around, I suppose. Mm. Well, you're you're being told what to do a bit Mm. more. Yeah. Well, no, they never tell you what to paint or what price to put on it, but, you know, they will take a certain amount, so that's. Mm. Um, but that was cool, and I've, I'm I'm fully with it now. But mm. it's uh, you know at the beginning you're sort of like it seems so weird. Yeah, and it's also hard to put up your price to accommodate that extra mm. commission because it is you, you at the beginning you've got no idea. They won't tell you what price to put on it, and so you you obviously you want the most you can, but you you don't want to be knocked down. So it's you know you still there's no point in doing it unless you sell something. Mm. Um, and and at the end of the day, I suppose, like for me, I'm trying to make a living out of it. And I certainly haven't made a living out of it for, you know, it's only in the last couple of years that I've made a living. And mm. I've been very lucky that my husband's sort of kept me going because there's definitely been days where I've like, oh, why am I bothering? This is mm. ridiculous. Mm. And he goes, you know, we've come this far. You've got to keep going. Yeah, right back to the day where he got the haul for you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I... I at the beginning, I was doing contract work back to the sign writers. I had a couple of guys who I used to, you know, I knew through doing my apprenticeship, and I used to go and work for Nick out here um, and do a couple of days a week, take my son in his carry cot sort mm. of thing. Um, and that sort of kept my hand. And I kept thinking I could always go back to that, and it was really good money, but it was not what we wanted to do. Tone, want, you know, we decided we wanted to be at home. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, that was sort of that but um it's mm, so yeah. interesting mm. and i'm um, just back to the galleries um which galleries are you working with at the moment i have black door gallery in Parnell, and i've been with them for quite a while now and they are really good very professional and flagstaff gallery in devonport and she carrie is awesome she's such a bubbly you know innovative person mm. um, and um i've got you know i've had other galleries like um what that my relationship with Carrie was really. I had Monterey Gallery out at Howick, and I'd been there with them for, for oh quite a long time. And they end up shutting because their building was renovated and it they couldn't survive. Mm. And like the day I finished with her, Carrie rang me just by chance, and it, it worked out mm. perfect. Perfect timing. timing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's often the way though, isn't it? The sort of. Mm. The way life works. Yeah, the yeah. relationship you have with the gallery owners is really important. And if you don't like them, it's horrible. Mm. <laughs> it's really awkward. You know, I've had people, you know, one gallery in particular that I just didn't get paid, you know, and you, you how do you deal with that? You're one single little artist and mm. you, you know, depending if how well-known you are, you have no pull, you cannot do mm. anything. Um, and I remember sort of going and sitting on his doorstep and saying, "I can't leave until you pay me," sort of thing. Which is awful, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and and you know it, it is awkward because they they have the power because mm. they've got your painting, you've got nothing. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so what do you recommend for you know? I guess it's not just about the gallery and the feel of the gallery and getting that right with you. It's also the people that are involved. Oh, definitely, the people are actually probably more important. Um, because it, the, if the people are right, then the gallery usually does well. Mm. Well, I think it does. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Mm. Mm. And it's so good for you, isn't it, that you were approached. I mean, mm. you know, so many artists have so many issues about who do I approach and when do I approach them and how, and, you know, it's mm. such a big thing for so many artists. Yeah. You know, for you to actually be approached and then decide if you want to go with them, mm. it's quite great. Yeah, when I... Oh, I can't remember what year it was, but right at the very beginning, I used because I was painting boats and coastal scene, and my parents, well, my mum and uncles were really involved in the squadron. Um, I they had a big nautical exhibition, which was right up my alley at the beginning, and so I used to put that in. I used to get like um, people's choice and things like that, and um, 
Dennis Robinson, who has written several books on New Zealand's favourite artist and all that, he approached me and he was working at Fisher's Gallery at that stage. And he said, I want you to come in and see me. You know, I want to do your work. And I would, this was right at the beginning. And I was just too scared. I didn't go in. And I look back and think, what an idiot now. I mean, it would have probably given me at least five, if not ten years ahead, would have put me so far ahead. Mm. But I was just too, at that stage, I didn't call myself an artist. I was really scared. You didn't Um, feel ready. I wasn't ready. Yeah. And And why um, was that, do you think? You didn't think you were good enough? I wasn't good enough in my mind. I was very insecure at that stage. Um, And, yeah, it takes you a while. Mm. You know, I, I... Never called myself an artist till quite a long time into it. Um, I was quite happy to call myself a sign writer, but mm. not a not That's an artist. Funny, isn't yeah. it? We've talked a lot about this in, in different podcast <clears throat> episodes. You know, when you start to think of yourself as an artist or call yourself an artist, and for some reason, you know, most other jobs have titles, and you use that title, and it's not a not an issue. But with artists, it's quite hard for people to know when when yeah. to give yourself that title. Yeah. It's also you don't want people to think you're flaky, if that makes sense, yeah. you know, oh, you're a flaky artist. Um, and it doesn't sound like a, you know, a proper job, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I mean, but, it, de- it definitely is a proper job. Yeah. It's actually quite hard work. And but I think it is more considered a, a proper job these now days. Now I think it is, yes. Yeah. 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 And there are more people just trying to make a go of it full time mm. than there used to be. Yeah. Well, I think people yeah. are more into art. Mm. You know, it's more, um, you know, um, available to mm. people. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's mm. so interesting, your story. <laughs> <laughs> and if you think back to the Fisher Gallery, you know, how much it might have changed your path. Would have made my path way sooner. Yeah, but it might not have been in a positive way. You don't know. No. I guess. No. no. Yeah. But it's, yeah, the, the school, like if I was advising somebody who's wanting to start out, I would definitely get into the school um, exhibitions because that's a fantastic way to be seen. Um, And that's where a lot of the galleries go to find new artists. Right. Yeah, Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. And how do you find that whole process? Is that fairly straightforward, the school The schools, I think it's fantastic. They, you know, it's all very straightforward as in, you know, you you get sent all the information, you just got to fill it in. It's pretty basic, you know, what's the name of the painting, the price, da da da. And you know, drop them off, they hang them, you know, you know, go to the opening evening, which is always nice, <laughs> a few wines, and then, you know, sells your painting and you get paid reasonably quickly. A lot of the galleries don't pay you for a couple of months, you know, so it's it's tricky. I mean, mm. my galleries don't do that. My galleries are really good. But um, you know, you can have quite a few issues, but the schools are really good because it's done and dusted in one weekend. Yeah, and and you can get your money. Mm. Um, and good exposure. Yeah, really good exposure. Mm. And the, a lot of the parents are going because they want to support the school. Um, you know, and then it becomes sort of you know like well, I bought a painting. Oh, I better buy a painting. Yeah, so yeah. It's that whole yeah <laughs> pressure. Mm. Works, Works well. well. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Mm. Oh, that's good. And then uh, I don't think you know I didn't realise that that gallery owners go to those kind of shows to, you know, look for people. So it's, mm. it is a good good. Well, they've to got do. a really good little, you know, view Selection of all of sorts of artists. Yeah, totally. Um, mm. Yeah, mm. oh, good. And um, then from the boats and the sort of coastal oh, places right. and that kind of thing, you've obviously, yeah, where did you go from there? Um, well, I've painted boats. I love boats. We have two boats and, um, which sounds terrible, but, <laughs> uh, but I, well, when I was teaching in Fenua I just hired the little local corner derelict building and was teaching there. And one of my ladies came and she painted oil paintings, which I didn't do at that stage. I was painting acrylics, but not oils. And she wanted me to teach her. And I said, well, I can teach you to paint flowers, but I, I have no idea how to use oils. And so we sort of did a bit of a swap. And it was really interesting because I'm not a flowery person at all. I have no flowers in my garden. I'm, well, In fact, I, you know, my husband does – I don't do much in the garden at all. I, I like them. but um, And started teaching, you know, painting this big flower. And I realised they're actually really interesting. They're much harder than I thought. I only just thought little old ladies painted flowers. <laughs> I was quite sceptical of it. And I didn't want to be a teacher that taught little old ladies flowers, you know. Yeah. Um, but – 
she was doing a big, big painting and I really enjoyed it and it was quite challenging and I thought, oh, it's just not something I would normally paint and it really made me, yeah, open to it, I suppose, and I really enjoyed it. Mm. And, and I, how did it feel different to the boats and the – I mean, it's still realistic, isn't it? It's still very realistic, but it's uh, it's more – yes, very, lots of very subtle colours and lots of blends and things like that, which with acrylics can be a little bit challenging. Mm. And, um, and, yeah, so it was it was quite cool at that stage. So I'd sort of been doing that for a little while, and then I did a huge big painting of a knee cow in acrylics, and that went into the Easter show – and I won, well, not won, I got him second in the professional section. I mean, I must have obviously thought I was in the professional section <laughs> at that stage. And um, I won an oil kit oh, um, wow. from the French art shop. And it was like $900 worth. So it wasn't something I was just going to shove in a cupboard. And I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. Mm. And so I got my student to sort of, you know, I'd been helping her. So I'd got a bit more knowledge by then. And that starting the oils and that was just like, oh, hello, really? <laughs> hello, this is nice. Is that right? A lot yeah. of people who use oils feel like that about oil Oh, paint. just the blending. It's fantastic. Mm. You can't go wrong. And so that was a sort of the change of into flowers. And I walk my dog every morning and I'd taken a photo of some camellias on, on in a lady's over the fence. <laughs> and I did a huge big painting of that and took that to Remuera Gallery and he took it and sold it really quickly. Wow. And then it was sort of like, okay, you know. I'm on to good things. things. Yeah. And that started the flowers sort of, I had, you know, that transition area and the flowers started taking off more than the boats. Mm. And it was like, oh, okay, you know. Mm. <laughs> and that's sort of the beginning. It yeah. just sort of kept on going. And did you love, I mean, you just loved it from the beginning, the flowers? I did. And I, did you I did, because it was completely different colours, like pinks and things. I've yeah. never done pinks. Yeah. I don't wear pink, you know. And so that was, it was quite a revelation. It was just a whole, yeah, it was just a wake up. Mm. Really, really nice change. That's fascinating. And Such an um, interesting story. Mm. And did you sort of yearn for your boats and coastal scenes? I still do. I really enjoy them and I love them, but... There are thousands of people who paint boats in New Zealand. It's very iconic for New Zealand. And I've now got a sort of a niche with, you know, my flowers. Mm. I mean, I'd love to do more nudes and things like that. I loved, I'd love, i like to do people. But it's really, I know when I change from boats to flowers, I took a huge hit in income because you've got to find a whole new following. Yeah, that's true. And to do that now, I'm not really willing to take it. You know, I had a year where I was really struggling mentally with it, but I've sort of pulled my big girl panties up and said, <laughs> come on, girl, get into it. So, And I've got, I've got it back, you know, mm. that, that desire. And what were you struggling with? I suppose I, I did a, a session. Like Once I started painting peonies, that became all anybody wanted. And you can sort of get a bit over painting the same thing over and over and over again. And so I sort of... I just wanted to, you know, break out and, and do something different. So that that was sort of more the issue. And mm. then I've sort of started doing other flowers in between mm. to sort of keep my sanity. Yeah. Mm. So how do you, I mean, if you get an order for peonies, you, you've kind oh, of got to oh, go there. You oh, still, I definitely will go there because I do love them and they are beautiful yeah. flowers and, and there's you, so many varieties. Yeah, and you seem to still, each painting, even though it's the same flower, mm. seems so very different. Yeah. I suppose, yeah, and I've got better at doing it. Like all my paintings, I take the photos for them. Yeah, so uh, it'd be good to talk about your process. Yeah, I, yeah. I um, like, you know, like last Saturday, I got a commission. Hello, um, dog. <laughs> Sorry, my hello. dog's contributing once again to the podcast. Um, you know, somebody from Australia is ringing me saying he wants a painting for his wife. And, you know, she likes pink mums. And so I've got to source those flowers. I, I, at the stage I'm at, I couldn't use anything on the internet. It just wouldn't be professional. So I'm looking at all my local florists. I can't get any, I can't get any. And so rang um, a florist in town who used to, was my boss, my daughter's boss years ago. And she's fantastic. That's Flowers on Franklin. Mm -hmm. And um, so she she ordered them in from overseas and got them in for me. Oh, wow. I think it was from overseas. Um, so I picked up them this morning. I'll go home and I take probably a hundred photos, and from those I will, you know, put, like I you just use my phone, and then I 
go put them on the computer, go through them, might pick, you know, eight or nine out of them that are okay, the commission, the composition is good. Mm. So do you play with it? Do you get the flowers? No. Oh, well, play I with play them? with the flowers. The oh. composition? Yeah, I sort of shove them in a vase and turn it around and, you know, yeah. fluff around with it. Uh, I mean, I'm not a florist, like, mm. sort of thing. So it's a real pot, not potluck, but it's, you know, I'm I'm not sitting there micromanaging it. I'm no. sort of like, a lot of it's a random thing. But you know what you like. <clears throat> yeah. And your workers, your floral works aren't in vases normally, are they? No, they're, no. It's like they're, do you place them on the table or? Uh, sometimes I place them on the table. I just go outside and do it on my deck table. And um, otherwise I'm holding them in my hand, sort of scrunching them, mm. <laughs> getting the, holding them tight. I sort of play around with it. I've got a lot better at doing that over the years just because it's, you you know, it's practice like anything. Mm. Uh, and then, so I'll do that and I just remove the backgrounds on the computer. I don't I do not do any Photoshopping on it other than removing the background. I don't add bits in. And then I'll send them through to the person. You know, I might send through four mock-ups and say, am I anywhere near it, you know, let me know where, what direction we're going in. Are mm. the flowers okay? Do you want more colour? Do you want more leaves? You know, and then they'll say, I like one or, or number four or something. And then I'll say, right, from there I'll give them more options of that style um, and sort of go through that, you know, I might go back three or four times mm, with the person. With, with photographs. Yeah, with yeah. photographs. Wow, that's and, quite involved. <clears throat> and then once they're happy with one, you know, I've, I've sort of, you know, like you can keep going forever. Though I, you know, you don't want to give them 20 choices because they can't make, nobody can make their mind up on that. So you sort of get down and you say, okay, right, it's that one or that one. You know, are you happy with that? And they'll say, yeah, I want number two. And so then, um, you know, obviously we've talked about size and proportion because I need to do that before I do the mock-up anyway. Yeah. And then I sort of give them a price. They pay 50% up front. And then, you know, I sort of get into it. So, I mean, most depending on the size, most of my paintings take me between a month and six weeks. Um, and... When it's finished, you know, like I generally send them photos during during the journey, sort of because that's part of it. They get to feel like they've enjoyed the journey. It's mm, nice. And then when it's finished, you know, if they're in Auckland, they come and have a look at it. If then, you know, or whatever, send them photos. Uh, and if they're not happy with it, which I've never actually had, no, I would pretty much do pretty much anything to make them happy with it. You know, would that's you? that's the whole thing. I mean, yeah, what they see in that original photo. Is pretty much what they're going to get. You know, that's what we're both aiming for. They yeah. know that that's what they want, and I know that's what they want. It's yeah. really hard. I don't. I don't know how people do commissions when they're abstract without completely letting mm. it go. You, you know, because you, I don't know what's in someone else's head. Mm. Yeah, it's really hard. I think. Yeah, and that's abstract. that's you know that's again back to my personality. I think paintings really say a lot about people's personality. Um, you know, you can walk around a gallery and look at different paintings and you can sort of pretty much pick, well, I, I think you can, um, what sort of person they are. And yeah, so no, it's it's a really not it's really nice to meet the people who buy your paintings. Mm, it's not often you do. It's a thing, isn't it? Yeah, with the galleries you don't, you never even hear anything. So it's really nice to get the, yeah. the private commissions. Yeah, well, that's the, the personal touch, isn't it? Mm. And I... I guess it would be slightly less stressful potentially because you know from the beginning what the mm. end product needs to look like. Um, I don't know whether it's less stressful because there's always that element of, oh, God, you know, like it doesn't matter how good you are, you still have, well, I still mm. have that same, you know, just a little fear of, oh, are they going to be happy with it? Really? You know? And it's, I mean, yeah, I think I yeah, I definitely still I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah. Because your you know, your work is so incredibly beautiful and realistic and it must always look like the photo that you take at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, but it's still that I don't know. Just if they're that, if they're feeling it or Yeah. 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 And and like if they you know, when they come to my house, I've usually got it placed on, on the main lounge wall. And I want them to walk around that corner and just go, oh, wow. Yeah. It's the wow factor. That's the whole thing of, yeah. of it for me. Mm. And that's pretty much why I paint quite big because I want that wow factor, mm. you know. And you're walking around, oh, that's you're n- cool. You're not a shrinking violet. No. <laughs> <laughs> In personality or as an artist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Oh, that, that's very exciting though, isn't it, to have that kind of response, in which you must get mm. a lot. Yeah, like I had one I did recently. I did a um, a lady sent me a flower that was from her mother's garden and her mother had passed away, So I, and she wanted it really big. It was just one single rosebud, and when she came, she just burst into tears. Mm. And like although that's you know sad because she's obviously thinking about her mum, it's such a response, and it's really nice to – to do anything that gets that much of a response from anybody. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. quite a privilege. It is. It's a really nice thing to be able to do. Mm. Um, yeah, mm. yeah. That's great. Oh, it's interesting to hear your commission process. Mm. Um, obviously, it's, it's not that negative. You know, mostly it's, it's a reasonably positive way for you to work. Definitely, yeah. I mean, commissions are fantastic because you're – a lot of the depends if they have come directly to me or gone through the gallery. Through the gallery is a little bit harder because you're going through a third person, and a lot of the you've got to sort of send it and then you wait and then you've got to get them to send it on, and mm. so it's quite a, a lot slower process. Mm. And the galleries never give it up to you to no, manage. Definitely not. No. <laughs> wow. It would be much easier, but yeah. they don't. Yeah. No. No. It's just you know that they protect their client base mm. very strongly. That would be quite tricky. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, but it's it works, you know. It does definitely work, and you know, I've at my stage, you know, with the prices that I'm demanding, I have to have the galleries because that's where, you know, wealthier people go. You know, they want, um, you know, that whole professionalism. Yeah, and so, and mm. I don't have those friends. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and they yes. need that. They want the support from the the gallerist. Yeah, yeah. They want to feel safe and secure, and that's that's mm. cool. It yeah. works. It does work really well. Yeah. But it's that all comes down to that trust with the gallery. Mm. Yeah. And so, how you have your commission process? What you obviously do other work. <coughs> that's oh, Massey that was a goodie. Been very badly <laughs> behaved today. She's she's got the bee in her bonnet. Sorry mm. about that. Um. So just, yeah, going back to your process when you're not making a commission. Yes. How does that work? Um, without commissions, I'm just constantly taking photos, you know, and I just, take, you know, I'll buy flowers just at the local dairy or wherever and or I'll see someone's garden that I really like and I'll take a photo over their fence. Um, just, I don't know. And just doing, you know, taking photos and I have like, thousands of photos in my stock mm. and I just sort of go through them and pick something, you know, it's really just how I feel on the yeah, day. what you feel like painting. Yeah, and what's what sort of um, proportions, it's a lot to do with sizing of things, um, you know, like I feel like oh, I've done a lot of square ones, I need to do, a, you know, a, a landscape style. Mm, yeah, and um, have you ever done round... I Works. have done one. <laughs> one round one. Wow. Was that recently or a while uh, ago? About two years ago. Oh. Yes. And yeah. how, I, how did that feel? I, well, I did it on board and I don't like painting on board, I've decided. It's too slippery for me. Mm, you um, like canvas? I like canvas, yeah. 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 And so, you know, all my commissions I do on linen, um, which, you know, just I, when they do it, I, it's just that whole, you know, another level of mm. stuff, yeah. Do you have that placed onto a frame before you start? Yes, yes. And you get that done professionally? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I bought, with COVID, I bought a massive roll of linen because I thought, I don't know how long we're going to be. So that is lying underneath my bed. Oh, really? <laughs> I, was, I haven't used it So because um, we didn't really go in long enough, which, no. which is not, I mean, not I thought COVID thing. was great. I was stuck at home anyway, so yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, we that don't want terrible, to. We don't want to tempt I don't fate. Think, no, I don't think that was a bad. That was not a good thing. COVID, no, but, you know. But yeah, hopefully you'll made have, have more time mm. again to yeah. get that linen out from under the bed. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and um, so as far as color goes, obviously that's a, a really important part of your work. How do you decide? You know, what sort of color palette you're going to be using for different paintings is it again how you're feeling what you feel like at the time um well with having the black backgrounds it does well i i find it does limit me to being the lighter colors because of my contrast thing so it's you, you know it's pinks and and white um yellows yeah, yeah and yellows and not very often do i do yellow i've done one yellow which was rose and that was on a white background oh wow. but that was a commission and i love that painting uh i would quite happily do it again but i don't often Get yellow flowers apart mm. from daffodils. Yeah, and um, yeah. And so the black background is that what you like most, or you have done blue backgrounds? I've done other backgrounds, and I'm quite happy to do other colours. I've done greys and you know soft colours. I don't mind. I it's 
it's really interesting because I did one the other day, which I thought, right, I'm going to do a light background, you know, breakout, and I'll do the flowers, and it just doesn't have that impact that mm, I like, that yeah. contrast. And I sort of fluff around for days, and I'm sort of grumpy and sort of unsettled. And then in the end, I just give it and, and do the black. Is that right? Mm. And do you have any other dark colours that you use sometimes, like olive green or not really? No, dark blue. No, no, not really. Black. It's just the whole black. And I don't know. You know, it just seems to work for me. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it looks amazing, yeah. and it's very. It's it's kind of a personal signature thing. Yes. I'd say. Well, and that that's half. Well, not half thing, but it's a big thing with being an artist. You've got to have a, your recognisable point of difference. Yeah, and it very much is, I'd say. So it's interesting hearing about, you know, your your fascination fascination with colour. Can you tell us about your actual process from beginning to end, how you how mm-hmm. you build a painting? Um, obviously I've got my photos and once I've sort of chosen something then I grid it up and draw it onto the canvas. And then I generally start with the black background, just put that in so that when I start my flowers – um, and I'm leaving the flowers white, you know, they're, they're blank, uh, I've got that contrast straight away. I find if I paint my flowers on a white background, I end up making them darker mm. because they're, you know, they're light-coloured flowers. Yeah, that's so, so interesting. So I find that sort of, like, that's my sort of beginning. And then I just work from left to right because I'm right-handed and um, got my little setup. My studio is tiny. It's only two metres square. And... Um, and I've got my desk, you know, my office in there as well. Mm. So it's tiny. I've just got the one more. But it's it's our old front porch, which we built in. And my husband put windows all round. So I've just got one wall. Mm. And um, it's lovely and warm. And just work my way from flower to flower. I'm very methodical. I do everything one coat. Then I can stand back and go, mm, oh, maybe that bit needs a bit mm. more strength or or bring the colour up And what's, what's your first coat like? Is it the actual colours you're going to stick with um, or do you underpaint with another colour? No, I'm very much paint what's there is there, I'm, I'm sort of thing. And uh, like I ta- every now and then I'll take one of my paintings into my class where I teach and they're all like, oh, that's your first coat? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. they, yeah, like it's very detailed, mm. well, for, for most people. But then I'll go back, my second coat is where I put all the real, real detail in. Um, and it takes me twice as long. So, yeah, and, and that's sort of pretty much it. I'm takes, you know, it's four to six weeks. Um, you know, obviously every Wednesday I'm teaching, so that's not included. And then my husband's, he doesn't work Fridays, so Fridays and the weekends sort of thing. But then, like at the moment, I'm building up for this exhibition. I'm working sort of every moment I can, you know, all weekends, doesn't mm, matter. Wow. And do you have one more than one painting on Anacope? Not at often, at no. At I might time? have the beginning of one, you know, like just set out, but not really started. Mm. And is that a, a space issue or, or just? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is a space <laughs> and issue. And you're two metre by two metre. It is a space issue. And it's also, um, it's that concentration thing. I sort of have my mind set on that and it's quite sort of focused. Mm, you need to stay on that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, like my husband comes home and he was like, you know, how have you got on today? And I'll, he'll look at it. And he, can't, he says, I don't know, can't see what you've done. But mm. to me, I've been, I might have done one flower. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it's quite amazing. <laughs> it's difficult. fastidious. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. not, I don't I'm think not, I could do it. I'm not like that with anything else. I, I'm terrible at housework. Really? And um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not very organized. My desk is just a pile of, you know, stuff. But that, in my paintings, I'm very fussy. Mm, that's funny, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Um, but it's still telling us something about your personality, surely. Yes, yeah, very. Like I am, yeah, I do like control. <laughs> it's probably more what it is. Yeah. Um, like I, before I was in my stu- the studio that I'm in now, I was in a massive studio down underneath our house. It was huge, but it was freezing cold and it was all fluorescent lighting. And I used, when I was doing landscapes, my green of the grass was like fluorescent because I – to me, it was the right colour, but it was under fluorescent lighting. Mm. And so having natural lights, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, makes a difference. Mm. And are you quite fascinated with the the different shades, like in white? Oh, I'm, well, there's endless, endless yeah. shades. You know, and white flowers are not, are not white. They have every shade in them. Um, and it's like with my pinks, so I've probably got about, 
eight different pinks that I use, you know, and, and I before I start, I'll do little sort of samples and something. Like, oh, I know it's got to use that one, you know, mm. that one for that one. So you're using different reds and different whites. Yep. No, or not one, not one so white. Much, not one white, yeah. just the titanium. But, yeah. But you know, I'll be using you know alizarin or mauve or all those different ones. Mm. Um, and yeah. making 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 colors. the color I want. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Mm. And, and when you're making colors, you're matching it with a photograph. Yes. Yes. Well, no, because no, not the photograph. I've got a screen next to me. And um, so I use it. I can zoom in and mm. see the detail. Mm. Um, it's which I zoom in even more now because my eyes are getting <laughs> worse <laughs> as I'm getting older. Your computer's getting bigger. Yes, yeah. So I yeah. I zoom in, and that helps to focus. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So so really, you're all about color contrast detail. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you know, and that whole I really like the smooth look. I um, I used to have a brush that was uh, made from mongoose hair, which is like a fan, and uh, that was like my blending brush, mm. and they don't make them anymore, which is really devastating because mm. I, I couldn't, I don't really care about any of my brushes except for that one because wow. it was just the, had the right springiness, it was didn't go into fingers when it's wet, it was really good, and um, so it'd been, you know, the last two years trying to find something else that does that mm. for me. Wow, and you haven't um, found it yet? No, not really. Well, I've sort of found others, but not, they don't do – yeah. it's much harder. And that flatness in paint, I mean, I my style's sort of changing a little bit with painting and I'm trying to keep mm. it super flat, and I really have a lot of trouble doing that. Mm. I know I need to paint more and get just just practice. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's quite hard, isn't it, to yeah. get that – no brush strokes yeah. showing. Yeah, and that's that whole blending. Well, in oils it's – it's not so hard, mm. I don't think. But acrylics is a lot harder because it dries that much quicker. Mm. Mm. So, are you doing acrylics at all? Is it no. all? No, I. All I mean, oils. when I'm teaching, like I, in my classes, I teach watercolors, acrylics, oils, and just go around each person individually. So, I am painting in that respect, but not not for the galleries. No, mm. no. Um, just oils is just so much easier. Yeah. Spe- you know, especially with the subject, and you get that final result you want. Mm. Yeah. 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 So, uh, just onto the teaching, how? How do you structure your your classes? Um, I most of my classes are between sort of ten and fifteen people, and I just go around each person individually and help them with whatever they want to paint. I'm not sort of standing in front of the class going, you know, da 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 da. <clears throat> it's very, um, you know, personalised to each person, and I'll have a watercolour person next to an oil person next to an acrylic mm. person, and yeah, I. I I've been doing it for quite a while now. Um, I think was it two thousand and no nineteen ninety. I started teaching. Oh wow! Um, and it was just a you know just in the local um, hall. Mm. Now I, I'm at the Kumu Art Centre, and that's been really amazing. It's a lovely spot. Yeah, you know, and it's it's developed so much since I started there, um, and they're really great supportive um, place to yeah, teach. Yeah, they're great there. And yeah, and it's really good. So I've got the three classes on a Wednesday. So I've got a two hour, a three hour, and another three hour. Mm. And then a Thursday night class. Wow. I mean, I could do a lot more classes. I have a huge waiting list, and there's only a spot if somebody drops out, mm. um, which is, you know, awkward because it's got to the stage where it's ridiculous. And I could easily do more classes, mm. but it just is less time for me to paint. That's right. You don't mm. have time. Yeah. And do you have people coming sort of term after term after term? So I've got ladies who have been coming for 13 years. Oh, so, wow. Um, and they do all their painting with you, you know, yep. basically, um, in your class. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and admittedly, those ladies don't need much help from me now. You know, they just sort of, I'll pass them, you know, and, and just sort of, you know, what do you think of that? I said, oh, you could, you could bring that contrast up or you could, you know, blend that down or mm. bring that colour up. Um, you know, and it's become, you know, they've been with me. I've seen my children grow up. Mm, they know me really, really that's well. That's so lovely. And uh, it's, nice it's, it's really nice. And it's really good for me because as an artist, you're, it's a really isolated job. You're in your studio on your own, mm. you know, go in your head. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have my classes where I can go and get my 2,000 words out. <laughs> well, I usually get about 10,000 words out. Yeah. And then, you know, I can cope for the rest of the week yeah. or my husband can cope. It's a good balance, isn't it? Yeah. Just getting out there. And do people, um, they just keep their, their, their spot in the class? Yes. And, and just, so yep. that's why it's, there's a big waiting it, yeah. list. Yeah, because if you're in, then, you know, it's up you're you know, at the end of the term, like I've got three weeks in the end of this term. So I'm saying to, you, to them now, 
anyone wants to, you know, opt out or go somewhere else, that's fine. Just let me know because I've got a list and mm. I need to. Right. And they're all like, no, no, no. They keep coming <laughs> yeah. back. How yeah. oh, amazing. And it's been, yeah, it staggers me because I've got people coming from all over. Mm. Um, you know, I've got ladies who drive from Kalkop, um, you know, Mangawai, Mm. It's all over, yeah. Um, you know, and and then I'll get ladies who are from Tauranga or or Taupo, and they'll sort of, can I come up? I'm coming to Auckland. Can I come for a day? And I don't do it very often, but I, you mm. know, I'll squeeze the odd person in just That's because so great. it's such a, you know. Yeah. It's a privilege to be able to do that too. Yeah, and you've obviously, you know, created something that's very unique to you, and you know, mm. not everyone's offering that kind of class. Well, yeah, and I think because of the calibre of my paintings that I'm, I'm trusted, mm. you know, and, um, and, you know, most pretty much all of my students will have sold something um, now, mm, you know, and, you great. know, a lot of the ladies, they'll, they'll, you know, when we have a class exhibition, you know, that pays for their year's um, lessons, mm. you know, so it's, it's quite good. And what do you do if you have a, um, you know, a client who is, Making something abstract or something that's not what you want. I tend to, if people are coming to me, I will say, look, look you know, I don't teach abstract work. It's not my, it's not my bag, mm. and try and find somebody who can yeah. teach them that way. Um, I, you know, depending on the style, you know, and I don't want to teach them my style. I want them to do their own thing, but. It's you know I'm I'm more into realism yeah. and I sort of state that very clearly yeah. at the beginning. And those are your skills that you can offer. Yeah, yeah. Because like if someone asked me to paint an abstract, I'd really struggle. I'd have to make it into something. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's really cool. And mm. those ladies are very lucky. And do you ever have men at those classes? I've had a few men, and it's it's interesting because the men who keep coming are really lovely men, and they're they're. Good with women, you know that. You know, mm. Not not like that, but you know they they yeah. they like women's company and they're yeah. usually very chatty, metrosexuals. Yeah. Um, whereas the ones that come for one or two, they just yeah they come and they think mm, it's not for them, and that's yeah. cool. Yeah. You know, fair enough. Yeah. And I know that you do these amazing painting retreats in Otago, yes. <laughs> of New, uh, the South Island of New Zealand, and um, I saw those on Facebook. They looked absolutely unbelievable. The last one that you did. And you had incredible weather. Fantastic weather. Yeah. We're so lucky. Yeah, and yeah. it looked incredible. So can you tell us all about that? Uh, well, this all began because we, friends of ours, bought a canal boat in France and we went over and stayed there. And we were like, you know, they're going for four months a year. And I'm like, how can you fund this? This is crazy. I mean, it's so cool. And they sort of said, well, they take people on these tours, you know, and to buy brocante, you know, secondhand French stuff and so Tone and I were like well how could we make it work for us and I said well I could run classes that would you know retreat you know and so that sort of got us thinking and so we ended up buying ourselves a canal boat in France it was an old shitter believe me really? <laughs> it's nothing fancy <laughs> at all needs a lot of work yeah um and so we you know I sort of said well we can do that and I'll do a tour over there and you know we'll just take six ladies or men, whatever, and, you know, that'll help us pay for, you know, the time over mm. there. Take six people from here? From here. Wow. And um, so I had sort of, we put all together, I went, you know, when we were over in France, I found a, a lodge that we would would hire the whole place with a chef, the whole thing, and I'd gone and scoped out all these different wonderful sites to paint. I was sort of like getting quite exciting and came back home and sort of started talking to everybody about it and I was booked pretty much straight away and you know people paid their deposit and then COVID struck so oh, no. had to refund everybody which was fine and so then we're sort of like okay well I don't know when we'll get back there and sort of you know sitting there procrastinating about it and then I thought well why don't we do it here so sort of that was the hardest part is trying to find accommodation for you know, like a seven bedroom accommodation, that's really nice. That's mm. um, se- you know self contained. Yeah, I didn't want to be in like a hotel or anything. And so I've um, you know searched Google and you know found you know, book a batch and all those things, and found a place down in Wanaka and got chatting to the the lady online about it and sounded per- it was perfect. And it worked out that I'd met. People who own it over in Italy about five years ago. Really, um, but it was their daughter I was communicating, so I had no idea 
And she sort of said, oh, I've met this lady and she was meant to be doing tours. And then they said, oh, what's her name? Oh, And it was them. And it was just such a fluke. And sort of was sort of like it was meant to be. And it's just a stunning, stunning spot. Mm, What's the name of that? It's called Maple Lodge. And it's got seven bedrooms. Each room's got its own lovely ensuite. So it's really private. Mm. We're way out in the country. Well, not way out. We're about five minutes from the actual township of Wanaka. Can't see another house. Beautiful, beautiful property. And, you know, we just, we go there. We pick everybody up from Queenstown Airport. Mm -hmm. Take them there. We, you know, do them lovely meals. We have catered meal and things. Uh, So I provide three of the dinners of the uh, seven nights. And then the other nights we sort of go into Wanaka and, you know, they can find what they want or whatever. Um, We do breakfast and that. And then each day, nine o'clock, in the van and we're off to different locations and my whole thing was to try to find different subjects for them to paint you know like we've got a river scene we've got you know the uh, stony buildings we've sort of got you know the lupins or the lavender or Mm. you know things like that so it's it's really cool and because it's only six ladies um it's very close-knit and Mm. it's really you know it's really intimate it's lovely lovely, and so i provide all the painting gear so you can do watercolors acrylics or oils and um, yeah, it's yeah. It's, and you have easels and yeah, have easels, everything. Mm. And and then um, you know, I've got wet boxes for transporting wet paintings and things like that. So wow. uh, it's been you know, my husband and I do it together, and he's fantastic. He does all the driving and does all the all the dishes, which mm, is great. So good. <laughs> you really need another person. Yeah, and you? it's really good because he knows what I don't like doing or what I'm not good at, and so he just slots in. You know we're a really good team, mm. and it's it's actually just been such a pleasure. Mm. And so I've like at this point I've got Christmas's December one is fully booked, and I was sort of you know while that was as far as I was going to go, and then they're all asking me when's the next one, when's the next one. So I've now got two booked for April next year, and they're, they're pretty much fully booked. That's amazing. So it's just gone off. Well it's done. been crazy. So I don't know whether we will do ones in France mm. because I can't speak French. And it, it's an issue if something goes wrong, you have to be able to deal with it. And yeah. I don't know whether I'm brave enough to do that. Yet, yeah, so. I guess it's more of a challenge, but something that might happen over In time. the future, yeah. yeah. Mm. Like when we, had, when we were first going to do it, we had a friend who was going to come with us who speaks fluent French. So that might happen still. Mm. So, yeah. oh, well, do you know Watch Pat, the space. Do you know Patsy? She, I do know Patsy. Yes, yes. You could combine the painting with yeah. the um, touring yeah, of yeah. the area. Mm. Yeah, that'd be yeah, good. It would be. I mean, it's mm. it's just so beautiful. It's it's mm. so different from here. Yeah, and but you know we've got we're very lucky with the the scenery in New Zealand, especially oh. the South Island. Yeah, what you can paint so here so lovely, pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that sounds mm. incredible. And did that? Did you find that easier because you had the connections from your art class? Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Like the first first one was just all students, and so that's been really nice. Mm. Um, but then I put it on Facebook, and I've got people, you know, from all over mm. wanting to go. So well it's done. it's good. Yeah. And you know, once the first one's done, you know, you get the feedback and all that. But it's, it's you know, I think it's sort of going to go really well. Mm. And I'm always looking for another location. But the, it's the accommodation is the restriction for me because mm. uh, I don't want it to be sort of um, substandard. Yeah, I want it to be really nice so that the ladies feel like they've had a they've holiday. Had a treat. Yeah, yeah. And do you do one different painting each, each every day? day? Yeah, do a different location. And so they may not finish, but they you know they may not finish. But um, you know the idea is you take photos as well, so that when you get back to your own studio carry or back on. to classes, you you can carry on. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's good. Good way and, to start. Yeah. Yeah, and wow. I mean they're only little paintings because you ca- you don't have time to mm. to fill it in, and it's quite tiring. So oh. and you've got to take the paintings back home. Yes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's so great, and that's mm. very entrepreneurial of you. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not one to sit still. Like if like when COVID struck, I was like, okay, right, I've got to do something here, and started the online classes, which was such a learning curve. Mm. Um, you know, there was definitely hair pulling and, and a few swear words. Yeah, but it, and it was had been something I'd talked about for ages. Think oh, it'd be really cool to do that, but was never actually going to do it. Mm. So it was a good. It forced me into mm. doing something, and I've done it, and I can say I've done it now. And I've yeah. given it a try, and now you've just got to get it out there. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah. Mm. which is hard to it's another element oh huge element. yeah and that's the thing about you know being a full-time artist it's not just painting it's all the other you know running a business basically mm. So how do you find the marketing side of things, social media, <laughs> websites? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not great at it. Uh, it's not my thing. And I find, you know, anything on the computer just about puts me to sleep. So I, you know, I do Facebook and I do Instagram and that's pretty much it. I don't mm. really do any other advertising. But you do well with your Facebook and your, um, especially the, the retreats. You know, mm. I saw, I think you were taking a video every day. I was trying to, yes. Talking yeah, to, trying to get that yeah, going. Yeah, which is brave. And I really enjoyed doing the, you know, I mean, probably because I was very happy doing the retreats. They're a lot of fun to do mm. and the people are lovely. It's, you're in great, okay. Mm, you know, it'd be amazing. It's lovely. What do you do if it's terrible weather? Um, I've got quite a few you know, I've always got the backup. Uh, I've organised with the Arrowtown Museum. They've got a – we're allowed to go in there if it's raining and they've got a whole, like, old street scene mm. um, underneath the building that's not so busy and we can go down there and paint. Perfect. Um, you know, and the, we've got at the gold fields – you can go paint there. This mm-hmm. is a couple of locations mm. that I can. And, tick, and of course, all the boxes. still at the lodge that's beautiful. So we can, you know, or I'll mm. just do a lesson at the lodge, you mm. know, set up a still life and do something there. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, website side of things, I mean, your website's very, um, you know, has all the information that you need about your classes and, mm. and the painting retreats and all your work and that kind of thing. Um, do you use it as a selling I've, I've never actually sold anything off my website. I've always had a website and I've only just updated it, this one. Um, it's more for people if they're wanting the information to go looking. Um, I pretty much rely on my Facebook page. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just because it's the website's a bit more technical and I can't mm. do it myself. Yeah. So, whereas the Facebook, I can do that myself. It's yeah. pretty idiot-proof. Yeah. And you can have a bit, you know. Yeah, and it's always nice. I find the same thing. It's it's nice when you can just do it yourself when you want to do it and it's up. Yeah, Instead yeah. of waiting for somebody and to it, come and back to you. And it's a bit more spontaneous. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, and personal. Apart from trying to set up a camera in your workroom, you know, and things falling off or the, <laughs> you know. Factory runs out, things like that. Yeah. That's always a bit of a... The technology side. Yes. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well, that's um, that's very interesting. So you've really, in your life, got, you know, lots of different elements which kind of feed each other, don't they, and, mm. and sort of combine so beautifully so that you've yeah. got the, the nice balance for yourself. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, like when we are away on the boats, um, you know, or anywhere, um, I always take my watercolours with me. I mean, I love watercolours, probably... That's probably my favourite, but I I can't do them for a professional because of my I had a car accident years ago and my neck's really bad, so I can't work on a flat surface. I have to stand. Mm. Um, but on a holiday, I can. I've got my little little notebook, you know, my um, mm. and I just do little watercolours wherever I am, which is really nice because mm. it's sort of like little mementos. They'll probably be very valuable once you're dead. <laughs> so yeah. keep your little yeah, books. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Um but yeah, it's 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 cool for that. You know, yeah, it's yeah. great. Great way to record your adventures. Well, and it also I get my fix. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> About 10 days is my mm. absolute limit before I'm starting to go mm. stir crazy. That's such an interesting story, you know, the from the sign writing which we were talking about, you know, people young people of today wouldn't even know what that is. Mm. Sort of a dying art, but how much that's informed your practice and um you know, now you're working in similar ways, like with the gridding of your work mm. and that sort of thing, but um, you've sort of gone down your own path. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting. Like we had that meeting, you know, that talk the other day at the Art Centre and everybody got up and said their thing and I felt really, what's the word, um, not inadequate but but different from everyone because I t- I'm coming at it from a completely different angle like a lot of them, you're all doing experimental stuff. You're all developing yourself and all that. And I'm sort of thinking, I never really did that. I never went to university. I never did any of those art degrees or anything. I sort of have just gone at it from a professional side straight away. And it is about making a living. You know, like for years I was earning like $2,000 a year. Mm. I mean, it was I wasn't making any money. Mm. 
but trying to sort of get that momentum. But I knew I, I sort of did have faith in myself, I suppose. Mm, which is way great. Back, yeah. And it's no, you know, what you did with the sign writing apprenticeship and, and mm. work with that is no less valued than going to art yeah, school. Yeah, it's, it's all very technical mm. you know, for that yeah. side. Which is, you know, it's given me great, great base. Yeah, um, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so just to finish off, mm-hmm. I've got a couple of little questions for you. Um, what would you say, I ask everybody this question, what would you say to someone starting out on their creative journey? Uh, I would say go to as many different teachers as you can because every single teacher, even if you don't like them, will give you one little piece, one little nugget of of knowledge. Um, And if you want to do it, keep going. Mm. I agree, yeah. Mm. And what do you love most about what you do? Oh, (laughs) Uh, I love the flexibility that I can fit it in wherever I am. And that whole escape, I just go into my own little world. I love that, you know. Mm. And and I like getting a reaction from people. Mm. You know, that that's mm. a really nice. That I do definitely get that buzz. Yeah. Mm. And um, it sounds like you don't have a lot of spare time with the work that you do and the amazing mm. um, creating. But is there anything else you do that you haven't mentioned that you like to do in your spare time? Well, our spare time is going out on the boat and and being social with friends. Um, no, I don't really do much else. I mean, I used to do a lot of crafty things, you know, sewing and bits and pieces, but don't tend to do that as much anymore. It's really about sort of getting getting on with things. Mm, and, you're yeah. busy. Yeah, now the kids have moved home. It's just, you know, it's just sort of doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's in the future for you, do you think? Oh, <laughs> well, we'll do these tours for a while yeah. and see if we can get those going. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm, that's sort of where I'm heading. I mean, I look at those shows on television, you know, DIY chateaus in France mm. and think, oh, that would be nice. But, I mean, it's... it's you could make a TV program out of that. <laughs> oh, my goodness, a reality painting um, retreat. Yeah, I don't know whether I don't know whether that would... I would do it, but my husband definitely wouldn't. Um, so, but it's, you know, I don't know. Watch mm, the space. Yeah. It's gonna be great. That's exciting. I'm I, always looking, you know. Yeah. I have I'm I always have lots of ideas, but mm. whether anything comes of it. Yeah, but you obviously have made a lot of uh, lots of your ideas, mm. you know. And I'm sure you'll end up somewhere exciting in Europe once the pandemic is over. Yeah. Well it's not going anywhere, so it's um no. it'll happen. Yeah. Mm. Oh great. Well yeah. thank you, Amber. Oh, it's you're been welcome. Lovely to have a chat. Mm. And uh, you know, we've kind of crossed paths a few times at Kumi Arts. Yeah. But um, so nice to hear all about your process and practice. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. You're welcome. Thanks.